Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever applies to you, and welcome to yet another EuroLeague uh, as we head into what is amazingly the last regular season game week of the year in June, right? If you, th if you think about it, I guess it's always kind of been like that, but that is pretty weird. Although there have been rumours about maybe a LEC changing format, possibly for next year. Oh, sorry, not LEC, every other league adopting LEC's format this year. so As the best format. Yeah, so as much as I, you know, find that a strange thing that we're seeing the last week of regular play in June already, it probably means more international tournaments going forward. And if everyone else adopts this format, then at least from an entertainment standpoint, that's going to be sick because obviously BO1s are not like super high competitive integrity, but they are fucking entertaining and I love the LEC format. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Mr. Kira, who, and I have a great would you rather to start us off today, Mr. Kira, because it's actually League of Legends related, right? Yeah, that's right. It, it's very simple, very topical, and uh, I think it's a bit of a head scratcher, and it goes as follows. Would you rather, as coach of Vitality, give Bo lease in all three games in this coming game week, or sub in a 17-year-old ERL jungler to try and save your season. What's it going to be? You picking Boli Sin or you picking 17-year-old jungler? Which one are you going for? Um, so, uh, the only to apply the theory, we know how bad the uh, Vitality roster already is, so it can only be up and out rich. So it's a 17-year-old jungler for me. You know, we're at the floor already. So, you know, we might as well toy cost it on a player that's not even that good at ERL level. And, yeah, upside. We don't, even know, if he can, we don't even know if he can, pl he can play at LEC level, but he's not bow. so... He can probably speak English. I'll give him that. I'll give him. I'll assume that. I can't. What are they going to do? Sure. What are they going to do with being able to speak English, Rich? Answer that question. Uh, question mark? Question mark? Profit mm. seems to be the big play here. Regardless, uh, no, the one thing is, is, I wouldn't have Bo be playing all that. All that Lee Sin. Like I, I don't think Lee Sin's all that. That's where it gets close. Uh, here's my theory, right? This is why I would go Bo Lee Sin three games in a row. It's just the champion with like the most early game agency. And you say to him, look, I know you've got a guy who's well past it, but still has the ego the size of fucking Mount Everest in the mid lane. Ignore him. It, in fact, turn off his fucking mic volume, Inget. Just turn it off. Don't okay. listen to this guy, okay? Your boy Photon, hopefully he's going to, you know, start playing League of Legends again because it's been a little bit rough for that boy uh, in the top lane recently. And, okay. you know, let's just fucking go all out. Play play towards bot side, I suppose. Play Lee Sin every game and just duel enemy jungler. That's it. I'm aware there are a couple of bad matchups, actually, in this meta for Lee yeah. Sin, even in dueling. Yeah. But I don't care. Yeah. I saw Lee Sin once last season. I think he actually played it... Uh, the last game he played in that, I'm pretty sure he lost as well. But I don't care. I just want to see okay. Bo, Lee Sin, skill expression. Let's do it. Uh, on a serious note, though, as for this uh, new jungler, unfortunately, I'm meant to be like the resident ERL guy here. And I have been watching LFL, but mainly just like my client's game. So I don't actually don't, I don't actually know much about Douglas, unfortunately. I have, I've only seen a couple of his games. So I can't really give 
uh, a top tier perspective on him. I know two things about him. Mm, he lost the LDLC, which is supposed to be like the ultimate black mark of anyone's career. That might not even be true. I was just told this, right? To be fair, LDLC are literally the LFL champions, so that would be yep. a bit harsh. They're not on good no, form, no. but you know. I'm just, this is the context, and he's 17. That's it. That's all I know about him. That's it. And, and it ends there. I know nothing else. Wow. And you might say, I've came to the show unprepared, but I'm only as unprepared as Vitality. I'm pretty sure that's all they know about him. Exactly, and if you think about it, it's so short notice that no other shows even really covered it because it only just fucking happened, didn't it? So what do you expect from us, eh? I'm going to go back and watch every bloody Vitality B game or what? No, absolutely not. But yeah, obviously that's super interesting. Like, he is really young, uh, doesn't have much experience. He's played on a few teams before, but they're absolute fucking who-level teams. So, yeah, I mean... Do you want no to idea. talk about a little bit about Bo's time in Vitality? Well, I want to get your it? general okay. take on what so far do you think has gone wrong on Vitality? Is it, I mean, how much of it would you put on Bo? What, where do you think oh, the biggest issues lie? Okay, so, right. How do I think about that? Vitality right, problems right now are not the same as Vitality's problems years ago. So, I'll go to the very start of Vitality's problems. I, like... Eat, like they had the best period for them was probably for them to actually do anything was probably the winter split where Perks was actually very good in reg season, but the problem was is like Neon Kaiser were just like not that good at bottling, and then they fell apart in like the playoffs Bo3 section right, and then they went and replaced Upset, and I said to everybody it doesn't matter that they've got Upset, because Kaiser's still on the team, now that was already like, like a, a problem. The next issue is. It's how the team like thinks about like Bo. Now, I actually feel like Bo's regressed. Like gotten worse somehow. He's either like just categorically a inning and doesn't give a fuck, or like he has doesn't actually understand it. Because I have never seen someone like who's got such a poor understanding of like map states and like lane prior at time. Like Bo has these like amazing path route pathing routes where he slips by like these slither of war these slither of wards. Like he's got like two famous ones on Wukong and he's got like a really famous one uh, against Mad Lions on Vi. And they're like nuts. You barely see any other jungler like doing them, okay? And then you'll have Bo play Kindred and he'll like dive bottling when he's got Pryo and he's like winning the game. And then like literally a minute later, he's like at Herald leashing Herald for the enemy team, running away, running into River and, like, solo dying. Very peculiar. Very, um, it's some of the strangest stuff I've ever seen. I actually wanted Bo to, like, be a good player. Um, I, I, the, the weirdest thing for me is I actually just don't know, like, like, for Vitality to be playing, like, the Bo champions. Like, when I think of Bo, it's like, you know, Olaf, which you can't play jungle now because of the changes, and then it's like Hecarim and Graves. And you didn't really see that, and then you've seen some of his kindred, and then all his other picks were, like, pretty awful. Like, he, he, he just would just, like, chain engage on Vi. How good can you really be on Vi? His Wukong was either, like, take over the game worthy sometimes, or, like, it was just, like, mediocre. He was one of the like the greatest. It was like one of the things that, like confused me the most. It doesn't help that your like mid laner was like a bit skew with, and I and from the modern game right now has funny ideas on like how to play the game. Like for example, Dom was talking about how like Perks was never the type of person to like be in lane 
and like hit skill shots to set up ganks. And I was like, wasn't it perks that had like the forgiving beam where it was Link Kingdom, like Link Kingdom perks? Like, I feel like there have been variations of perks that have done that. I just don't think the variation of that of perks that both I would say that. the self attributed Lane Kingdom stuff has become a bit ridiculous. Like, Nuke Duck famously uh, called himself like, like Lane Kingdom. It's like this guy was never Lane Kingdom, and obviously upset. Oh no, Nuke, you know, Nuke Duck was amazing game. at laning years ago, but that, that's these people, bro. It really was. Yeah, like, but it was like, it was like the one. It was the one v one me bro stuff, you know. And it's like you never one v one. He was like do frogging. He was doing frogging laning basically. He wasn't doing yeah, fucking. Kind of a, like, he was good on that, but. Maybe it's Vet that does it to midlaners. Um, but now, like, the team's just a mess. Like, I don't even think Upset's playing that well. I think, like, he's, like, misplaying, like, lots of situations. I don't even think Photon's playing that well. The team just looks really, really broken. And so it's kind of hard to, like, attribute, like, Bo's failings in these teams because the full um, team just fell to fifth. The one thing I would say is I don't think anyone, or some people did, but I didn't... Um, thought like Photon would have been the player that he is, and Vitality still didn't win. Like they basically managed to just get the best top laner in Europe by like just going and like grabbing him. And yeah, he's got comm issues. And so then you had Perks, and you know what level Perks is playing at. You literally paid all the money. You'd seen him on C9 the year before. What standard Perks's gameplay was that? And you picked all the other players, and so Bo was the, like, you know, the player that if he, like, worked, the team would be at, like, that level. If Bo was, in my opinion, like, an Aloya, a Yike of the this season, a lot maybe a bit of a shield, he would, that team would probably would have won. So, yeah, Bo does have some of the responsibility. But, personally, apart from, like, actual, like, execution of mechanics, I think it's so hard to break junglers because you don't know what they're being told. Like... You can say like certain stuff stupid. Like I'm pretty sure Perks isn't telling Bo to go and to Rift Herald and start it. Like I can surmise that Bo thinks that that's a good idea and it's like the wrong thing. But you don't know if you've been like told to come top by like Photon to do this gang, or you've been demanded by like, upset. Like I need covered on this wave. I need covered on this wave. Like you have no idea. So it's kind of hard sometimes to like, judge those things. See, for me, this is pure guesswork. But I think that the team in general has kind of given up at this point and I do chuck a lot of the blame on the coaching staff because I think they like focused in for so long on giving Bo the role of a, a facilitative jungler and now while the whole world was baying for him to you know be put on carries put on carries even when he is on carries now like on kindred like it's so late and obviously as you said had like a really bad performance but it's so late and it's so doomed already like i don't know how much blame you know i can attribute to individual players or not i just think this team has been like mismanaged from day one to high heaven it doesn't make any sense you've like constructed a team which has players which have very particular strengths and weaknesses and you have not catered to them at all you have four, yes, four massive egos on the team in Bo, Perks, Kaiser and Upset. Bunch of different people who need to be played around and want to be played around and won't tolerate necessarily not being played around. And this has not come together at all. You have like so much information going in. Like uh, one of the things that obviously uh, a fan could be 
you know, confused about or whatever on a team generally is, I don't know what the dynamics are like with these players. I don't know how these players act personally. I don't know how much they contribute to comms, blah, blah, blah. This is actually a team where you do have a lot of that information going in, like much more than you would in most roster constructions. We know so much about Perks from interviews and uh, he's been in in the scene for so long and he's spoken about who had different roles on what we've heard from Yankos, other teammates, etc. We know shitloads about upset um, for some negative reasons. You know, we know some things about how Kaiser has maybe been on teams and so on. Uh, and Bo came in with his reputation, which may have been well-earned or not. But we have like information to go off, right? And then you see how the coaching staff approached this team and how we're going to play. And it is so weird. Like, it's so strange. But barring how do we that... know it's not... Sorry. I was just going to say, barring that small period where it was like, they seemed to have the jungle mid 2v2 thing going really well. That was it. That was it. Like, we saw that in like a microcosm. There was like a four game span or something where you're like, holy shit, Bow and Perks, they really get the, the 2v2. And then that kind of like disappeared as well. So I just don't understand the identity of this team at all. Uh, and if you look back and then sort of reanalyze like where games were won and lost over the course of this year so far, it seems we've basically been a, a few games where like Bo slash Perks, one or the other, or both popped off. Photon having like monster games in top in kind of like an ice, isolation sort of way. And then things coming together and, and they've never been clean. Like they've never had clean wins really like throughout the year. So I just think it's a monstrously mismanaged team. Gone. So two things. First of all, it's, I think it's really hard because it's hard to say like, how do we know the players are the ones that are like, nah, this is the way to play. And that like, the coaching staff aren't, because I know nothing about them, the coaching staff aren't being like, oh, you should play like this, this. We heard that in that like, Perk said to Bo in that game, but like, oh, you're an LPL jungler, like be an LPL jungler, like pick Nidalee or something. They're like, there's always these strange like drafts. It's like, um, famously like Peter Dunn, who, like in brackets, people were, like attributed with drafting at EG, okay? And EG, he wasn't actually responsible, he says, for drafting at EG remotely at all. But like it was just folk were like talking about the drafting at EG and attributed to Peter Dunn, but actually he he wasn't responsible for it. It was actually like players and different coaches that were responsible for it. But because he was the most well-known person, you know what I mean? Like you get you get sure, the point. But the, saying, like, yeah, but the best thing about that is it doesn't matter. <laughs> Because whether or not, let's just say that there's like a game plan put together and we're going to do this, we're going to play towards these sides or do this, etc. We're going to do this drafting, uh, whatever it is. If the players don't do that, that can only really be, in my opinion, the player's responsibility for like a game or two. Because at a certain point, the coaching staff just has to be like, uh, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there's a game plan. We told you what to do. You're not doing it. So if action doesn't happen on sides of the coaching staff, that's on them. That's still on them. It's like yeah. when the coaches go on stage and then they, and they get interviewed afterwards, like, that's so strange. Why did you fucking uh, R5 LeBlanc? And they're like, ah, he felt really nervous and he just like defaulted to comfort. It's like, that's on you, motherfucker. You're the guy who tells him what to lock in. Like, if that was a bad pick, that's on you. I don't care what player power there is. As I said, once they're in the rift, they're in the rift. But at the same time, if they just play completely against your game plan, after, you know, fool me once, like after a while, that is still a coaching issue. That is a coaching issue. Yeah, yeah I, I just... Like, because I don't know anything about what they are and aren't said to players. I but you don't need do to know, it. right? That's the thing. I, I just don't, I don't attribute, like, no, anything. It, I just blend the players. Here's the... Be <laughs> I told, told them. I, but, bro, I do. I, I but like how? To, they're the only, pe they're the the only people beauty. playing in the server. Yeah, but here, this is the beauty of it. 
you know it's the coach's fault. You just don't know why. It's either the coach's fault because the coaches are geniuses. They're League of Legends savants <laughs> and they're giving pixel perfect instructions, which are being ignored. But I don't think they are. I think they're. Yeah, but they're probably not, mate. I, if you think, I, I do not think Coach Carter is fucking 4D chessing anyone. I'm just saying it's one of two things. Either he is the fucking just the, the the genius of League of Legends and he's giving them everything and they're ignoring him. In which case, after a pretty short amount of time that should be sorted out regardless whether it's kicking people or whatever or he's a moron and that's reflected in the rift either way it's the coaches like i'm sorry it just or, is or, or, the, or because you've spent like nine or like however much millions on perks like you just like sit with a problem because of the sunken cost fallacy yeah and, but like, then Perks is the person coaching the team and he's overruling the coach and then you can't remove perks because he's worth way more than the coach that's getting paid a fifty thousand pounds or whatever fucking yeah i mean salary. if that happens I, i'll put it this way if i'm in that position if i'm coaching in that position i'm finding a way for someone to know <laughs> what's leak, going leak on like yeah, that is some people are different that's why i just if i don't know about it the only thing i can judge rich is the, the, the stuff that's going on in the game and so that's who i fucking blame until informed by higher powers otherwise because that's the only thing that matters to me i really don't like touching the coaches because i don't know who the fuck to blame when it comes to like coaching staff because play like there was that thing where like uh the the Kaisa mid again with like Peter Dunn and like fucking thing he just turns to him and he's lot he's like went one and six in it and scrims and he's like pick me up on stage and he picks it and it works. But was that a good decision from Peter Dunn? I don't think so. Do you no. think it was good? No. That's results-based no, analysis. Yes, exactly. Like that's the, and that's the point. But it got But this is the thing one. though, when it comes to winning, that's when I say I don't know how much is the players, I don't know how much is the coaches. But when it's like especially when you have loads of really good players if it's just perpetual losing and zero identity and zero core concepts being executed properly, it has to be at least somewhat the coach's fault over an extended period of time. If it's one game, it can be anything. If it's two games even, it could be anything. Anything longer than that, coach's input is clearly not happening. To be fair, I, I think I have one more angle. I, I feel like I'm playing proxy on defense when uh, on average, I probably would say my life on the line that they are just bad coaches. That, but I will say, some groups of players, as great as they are, just do not work. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? And, some t and sometimes uh, you can have, like, too many voices, not enough voices, the wrong voices in the wrong meta at the wrong time, uh, people teaching, like, bad League of Legends. I've heard, like, loads of, like, all these different types of things. But let me give um, you an example. Let me give you a real-life example, which is how you, you fix go? this exact kind of problem. This is what a real coach does. Probably, in my okay. opinion, I've not seen, like, every coach. I don't know exactly how good Mac is on the day-to-day. -day. I assume he's good because he has a great track record, whatever. But the best coach I've ever seen, like, in person, by a fucking mile, is Prolly, right? And what okay. happened when things were not going well and it, we were, like, struggling in early game or whatever, he just sits everyone down. He's like, guys... I've just literally done the first 15 minutes of the game for you. You're going to do this and this and this. Top lane, you're going to do this, 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 this. Lulex, this is your literal path. This is the exact path you're going to take. No variance. I don't care if he pops up randomly in mid. You don't go to say mid. You keep going. You keep doing this path. He did his entire pass for him during a split. All his pass was probably. And then the game plays out. Whoosh, Oh my god, H2K have the best understanding of lane swap meta of any Western team by a fucking mile. Uh, that's coaching. That's real coaching. And when you have the respect of the players where they're like, oh, this guy's actually telling me things I don't necessarily didn't already know myself, they respect it and they go along with it. And that that's real coaching. If it's like, okay, I have ten players and or oh, so ten players, fucking hell, five players and they're, you know, good or bad, they have different strengths and weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. 
well, if it's going to shit, they're going to have ten players on their bench and they'll start Austin <laughs> well, yeah. eventually. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> they're going to have like... a fucking jungler. <laughs> You, you have to like you have to be able at a minimum to say you you do this and if he doesn't do it it's like what the fuck and if he doesn't do it again you're kicked motherfucker or like something has to happen like there's some repercussion there they are so all over the place every game like and if it's not one position it's another position they look like no one has ever coached them vitality are the meme of like the solo queue team right like there's a no little coaching. bit, but I think that I actually think a good allegory for them is they are like a bad version of the the good rogue, where like it's all about the Odo and the rogue, okay? Where it's like each the solo laners get their lane leads. It's like a conservative lane focused bot lane, where like they're like lane focused, but like they're not going to like play like Draven and like dive the turret. It's more about like incremental advantage and like priority and then a lot of like scaling packs and getting through like those types of learning situations, right? That's the way I view. And then they like group up for objectives. It's very simple and they outhand you, right? That's the way I view this team. Just part of the problem that arrived was mid laner wasn't up to smuff the majority of the time that he played. And their actual like, like uh, execution of like concept like, wasn't, like, good enough either. Like, if you go look at the teams that Vitality, like, lost to in, like, key games and key positions, they weren't, like, great. And the series weren't, like, weren't nuts either. Like, Bo's, like, craziest series this year, not to, like, just shit on them, but these crazy, the big one, right, was the Astralis one, okay? If you, I would want to jungle against 113 that game. Mm. Like, please, if I, I could jungle against anyone in the LEC, give me either Malrang or give me 113 back from that game. And, like, I would have the best chance of, like, doing something. Because he was fucking rotten. And you know what? Respect to Bo, because he blows the game wide open and he does carry the fucking map. And that's but, the great part. you part. know, that's the thing, though. Like, the, the thing I agree with on the Rogue analogy is just that the way you should play if you have Bo is the idea is assuming the players are good enough to do it, which I would say Perks is just not anymore. No, yeah, so you have Larson and Oddo being like ridiculously reliable laners and it gives Malrang the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. If, and Bo, Bo, in theory, yes. Bo should be Malrang on steroids. Like this guy yes, should just be like Malrang yeah. 3.0, fuck 2.0. Like this guy should be so ahead. Like it doesn't make any sense. But again, I don't believe that's like the game plan. I just think they don't have a game plan. And again, if something's not working, you shift the game plan then anyway don't you you don't have like huge swathes of games in a row where you're just doing the same well, stupid mistakes all i'm gonna say is, is oh, i'm gonna say this okay i watched lpl i watched ig make the same mistakes for three and a half years and they won a world championship teams will just die on a hill they will like they had like the same similar play pattern problems for genuine lab at three and a half all years. i'm saying oh, mate oh. is there are a lot of bad coaches out there and uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not region locks to eu there are plenty of terrible coaches out there if you told me that ig had horrible coaches for three years but rookie and the other guys on that team were just that goated they made it work that's a believable story that's in fact more of a believable story than our coaches finally got the last card of exodia and just made it pop you know like <laughs> To be fair, they did actually bench the shy when he wasn't listening and stuff, and like subbed in Duke. But oh, there like, you go. Then there, yeah, that, we had some actual, some actual uh, repercussions but, for our actions. Then didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, okay. And now but, we've just benched the guy who can't, could probably never speak a word of English for a seventeen-year-old who probably doesn't know fucking half the English dictionary either. So brilliant. All right, let's go. But there uh, we are. that's where we're at. 
Right, so yeah, Vitality are probably looking like the one of the teams to go down, I would imagine. Um, they've got some tricky games. I but well, the league so and the way the the you don't play enough games to ever be like, oh, that's a really hard game. That's a you know really easy game, with few exceptions, just because it is such a small sample size. But they have Koi, who are obviously going to be fighting for their lives. In theory, one of the yep. easier games, I guess. Uh, they have BDS, who obviously, you know, are also fighting for, for their lives at this point, right? Even though they were fine this last time. And then, yeah, I believe that they have XL, who went 3-0 last week. But in theory, everyone, I would say, from XL downwards is kind of, uh, yeah, in that fight, let's say. Um, so just to really uh, quickly recap people. So those teams are XL, who are on three wins. Everyone above them is on at least four wins. They're safe. Like, they're, they're not getting dragged into it. Um, so we've got XL, Koi. XL are on three. And then all these teams are on two. Koi, SK, BDS, Australis. Those teams all have uh, two wins. And then Vitality are dead last with five. Quickly, Kira, do you see a world where Vitality makes it out? Or do you think they are one of the two teams who are... Ah, uh, like, it, there being ones I always do... I fucking always do this, man, like... I'll say, like, I'll say no, and then you'll say yeah, and end up winning the fucking split. That's the fucking problem with this format. I'm um, not... I can promise you I'm not doing that. No, I can promise you I'm not doing that. But... Can they make it? Yes. Are they likely to make it? No, I would not be. I would not be going for them to get out from the from the what they've shown. But um, this is something that me and like veteran like agree on, and it's a concept that, like I know very well from Dota. Randomly changing like one thing in a team is like shock therapy to like the human body, yeah. where it can have like like effects that you could just never predict. Yeah. Um, why I was really big on Mad Lions, even though I think the team's a bit sh or has like got some shatters on it. That um, Aloya and Netsky staying together this split was going to be like a big part of their like winning formula, even though it really wasn't. But I, just that's where that principle comes from. Uh, so they could toin toss it and maybe do it. I I'm just not so like I think Kaiser looks like one of the worst players in the league. I have no idea what this jungler is going to be like. Photon just isn't the player he was before. And I don't really believe in the perk show. And Upset's not showed any of like the consistency that he like, had yesterday. Where he would just be very conservative, very safe. Like... I do think if you're, gonna, if you're going to change a player, especially if you're going for like the shock therapy thing, jungle is definitely the best position to do it because it has the biggest ripples. Um, so even if he's not good, like it could have random effects that you didn't even know. I, I was flip on self-made before I flip-flipped on this guy. As much of a chaotic human being self-made as or the interpersonal relations, if, you're at, if your goal is to attempt to like randomly flip it and just end up with a gourmet burger. I'm pretty sure self is still on the team. Yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? The fact that he wasn't even considered, presumably, like there wasn't an option, is very Well, they could strange. have asked him, and I, I said that, they could have asked him and they could have said no. 
it can also just be it can also just be a financial thing as well where yeah yeah like hit like for people who don't know there are just straight up clauses which is like if you play a game your salary goes uh doubles essentially because he's probably on like half salary now for not being involved in the active roster and if they put him on active salary probably yeah salary doubles or something and he signed people forget before just before they benched him i thought it was really weird when they extended him um on that length of a contract but when they extended him um yeah, it was probably for quite a lot of money. So they probably don't want to do that. Um, and when you're this bad and clearly not going to win the split, even if you have self-made, do you want to I'm just do saying, that? like, if I was if I was going to toy cost on a player, I would do it on self-made, who has been the best oh, player in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, I would do it rather than nobody know-nuts from LFL that I don't know anything about, that I'm basically just going to have to create a small shrine to, that, and pray to God that, like, he's just, I don't know, yeah, I mean, it's that seems like a no-brainer. But again, as you say, self-made might also have said no. I think Vitality will not make it. I think their best chance is actually against Koi. I do think that BDS will play a more clean week this week. Even I'm not saying they're going to win all their games, but I think they'll play more to that consistent style um, that they played to before, just because we're in the third of three weeks. I think they'll be sort of back on that horse. And then I actually think XL is a... It's just bad timing for Vitality, I guess, and good timing. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the one time me and you put XL in the doldrums, they actually, like, their players, like, construct, like, a human Megazoid and actually get I had done. them making, I had them making GSL. I had them eighth. You had them eighth, yeah. yeah I so, had them ninth. So as the last, uh, as the last hit. By the way, someone wrote, someone commented on YouTube. They went back to the video and they're like, ha, looking at these uh, tier lists now, like, what a fucking shambles or something. I'm like, mate. Literally, any positioning is still possible. Any positioning is still, but, other I mean, than the team's like. I look like I look like a god at the top end. I'm sorry, fanatic and G2 at the top. I'm like, come on. But like all every game, variation or both variations of what we picked is still possible. So this guy thinking he's like got him with a oh my god, you guys are in shambles. It's like I'm not saying I'm happy with my tier list, mate, but you should probably have waited a week before doing that. Uh, right now, on to the next what will be the next spot uh, to get booted out. And again, those teams that are in contention to, to drop down is XL, Koi, SK, BDS, Astralis and Vitality. Who do you think based on, well, both weeks, I guess, who, who do you have the, uh, the least amount of faith to make it in? Which team do you think will probably join Vitality at the bottom and miss out? SK Gaming. It's got to be SK Gaming because I feel so sorry for Exakick. He, he's not been like, he was really good in winter and then he like tapered off. But when he joined that team, like, Markham was supposed to be, like, the man on that team. Markham was supposed to be, like, in basketball terms, the star player, the most responsible player, the player with the most experience within, like, an LAC, like, scope of to win the game outside of Mount Relevant. And he's just not been that guy. He barely has ever been that guy. He's not really been a hanger. And now he's just categorically bad. Markham's one of the worst junglers in the league. We have, like, the stratosphere between, like, the good junglers and the bad junglers in LEC right now is ridiculous. It's dark as anything. The pit, uh, the chasm goes deep. Uh, I think SK Gaming, sorry, Certus, for coming on this show. Don't know what happened, but you, you've been bad ever since he spoke to us. Mm. And Irrelevant, the, his pocket pick Jacks meme finally came to fruition. He cannot uh, just pocket pick Jacks to victory. Yeah, uh, they also have a very rough schedule. 
So they play Fnatic and Mad uh, this week. Who do you think it is, Rich? And we can. Well, it's SK. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it can't. I can't really. I mean, Astralis, who are like, I guess the other team. I don't. know, Koi is so bad, man. But like, Astralis, I guess would be the the other team. But they play SK. That is SK's uh, other game. There. Hi, Brick. Uh, yeah, and then Astralis play XL, which again is like 50 ish, I guess, even though XL are probably slight favourites. And then Astralis play Koi. So Astralis play three teams right in and around them, um, and they yeah, only need to win. They only need to win one of those games, probably, realistically. Like Vitality won't have more than two wins, I would guess, like total. That'd be very surprising, I think, if they didn't. So three wins is probably. Like one of the one of these teams is probably going to go zero three. Like, and I think SK have by far basically if SK don't beat Astralis, then they'll go zero three almost certainly. So yeah, because they've got mad and fanatic. Yeah. One wee quick question. I don't know if you're going to bring it up, right? About BDS's like collapse, right? Mm. How fucking bad do Shield and Nuclear Ant look? Like? Yeah, well, bro. Yeah. I mean, she, mate, Shield looked like fucking last split. It was like Napoleon at Austerlitz. This is now like Napoleon coming back from Russia, mate. Like, bro, he looks like he's seen things. He's literally ulting in the wrong mate, direction. He's, bro, he's, was it? Was his last game on Sejuani? Oh, bro, it was so, so bad. bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I don't oh. know. Like the thing is, with. It's very obviously like any player at a certain level can like catch fire, quote unquote. But I don't believe it was that, and that this is like him, uh, you know, going back to his norm. I think you could say that a little bit more for Nuke, maybe. Like maybe this is more regression. I mean, everyone forgets Nuke was a shit player. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was just waiting for this coach to return to earth. He was yeah. living in the clouds. I mean, I was just fucking staring at him every day. Right, like, fall now, prep, fall, fall. Come on, yeah, back but... down. I don't, I don't, I don't want to use the same argument for Shio though. I feel like Shio is has a better understanding of League of Legends in general. I think he can be a good jungler. I don't know what's happened to Shio, but nuclear in, yeah, I don't know. Crownie's not uh... as good as well. Crownie's had a total collapse. Yeah, 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 true. Summoner economy all over the place. Like not like giving his team the best chance of winning team fights. Which, being by too the way, conservative. is is sad because like I think if you were going to pick, I don't think they had like a weak link per se last split. But if someone said like Labrov was the weakest player on the team like last split, I wouldn't like argue too much of that. I actually think Labrov's been quite good this split, and but Crownie's just not, yeah, right. which is a bit. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want them to pop off at the same time, and then you know we're again with such a bot-centric meta. So yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. But I think that they will be a bit better this week. I, I do think they'll be better this week. Again, I'm not basing that on much. Adam finally, Adam doing a shack and just like it was like shack when he needed to get like his to- his broken toe done during oh, the off yeah. season. Adam just not get going to the dentist and just being like, yeah, by the way, I need to take off time during critical splits to qualify for fucking world. But, by the way, that is actually a really... Uh, it's Even though, obviously, that kind of... Inter- and just, by the way, to touch on the last game, it kind of was... I hate when casters talk about, like, box score for players in games because it doesn't mean fucking anything. And they were going on about how, like, Aggressivo had, like, had a really good early game. But it was after, like, glancing, like, oh, he's 4-0. It's like, yes, he has last hit a few people. Yes, he has. He played one fight around Drake, like... 
very well. He like zoned them off and basically got four people's attention. Like played that really well. That point onwards, he was fucking awful. He was so bad. And all the people who were saying halfway through that game, like, hmm, not missing Adam. It's like, fuck off. Like, obviously, Adam's a coin flipper. It's not like he's the pillar of consistency or something. But Adam's a way better player than Agresivo. Like, Agresivo was fucking dog shit in that game. Like, so bad. And I do think that with a coin flip player or a player who's not particularly consistent or has high, high, low lows, when you do take, like, even a small break, when you come back, you're probably less likely to be um, loose, let's say. I don't think he'll be as loosey-goosey as he would be if he just played all the way through. I don't, because you're more you're more focused. It's like if you play first game of the season, I don't think you're likely to... Like, you have that element of, like, stage nerves. Stage... It's that Adam's been a French nightclub taking popcorns to get all loose <laughs> well, yeah, before the game. <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing, but, uh, yeah. I, I trust... I think Adam will have a big week. That's my mini prediction. I think he'll be... I think big he'll be solid Adam. this big week. Big boy. Um, okay. Okay, so, yeah, we both we both think probably Vitality and... Uh, well, almost certainly Vitality and probably SK joining them. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about... Fnatic, obviously, who are oh, please do. joint top. Um, they also have a pretty nice end to the split because they have, uh, well, they have BDS and then they have Heretics. Oh, that's gone off my screen. And then they have, oh, where the fuck's that gone? Uh, they've got uh, BDS, Heretics, SK Gaming. Yeah. So they basically they're so, they're causing chaos down in the ruckus. Yeah, they have a great chance to finish top. Um, yeah, essentially. They do. Um, which, yeah, my question to you is how legitimate. By the way, G two have a pretty easy last week as well. But yeah, how how legitimate do, of a threat do you think Fnatic are to the crown? Do you think this is like a when okay? A, do you think they're a fraudulent team? Do you think they're a legit team? And also, do you think people are overhyping the new bot lane? Right. So I'll go through them. Can no team in Europe, in my opinion, can beat G two when when G two executes? G two most of the time just beat themselves. They overplay situations, uh, which is like obviously these are attributes of the team. But like overplay, like I'm I'm saying they've got like everything like lined up, like you know the caps bot play. BB goes too far under the turret, dive, and then caps tries to take the four v five under vision, and they just like end away a game that's perfectly won. Then BB ends in front of like Baron, that like you know what I mean. Like the BB at MSI, we saw knew not to do these things. Like I, I've seen a version of BB that is a more refined more responsible like let taking way less risks than understand so um, it's not like i'm saying you know someone should just be twi- like 20 times better it's a very i'm asking the person to be a version of themselves that i've seen relatively recently when g2 play their best i don't think any team in europe can beat them that being said i think fanatic are, are probably the best like good team to actually beat them as in if both teams play well Fnatic has like the best chance I feel like Mad Lions are just really good at catching punts um, you know it's easier to catch than throw and and Fnatic um, are actually the next best execution team um, how long they can keep it going because the way that they execute is fucking crazy like what Razor is doing right now is fucking insane it's what it's like each jungler took like um 
a little like period of time to do just like absurd level shit. Like Yankin Winter with the bot lane in G two was doing absurd shit. Then Aloya and Yankos like took half and half of the split. Like Aloya was playing the map and covering for Chasey and um when you got Niski's deficits and like you know Yankos was trying to keep a heretic together and then this split has been uh Razork and the level that Razork's playing to is like even go just watch the G two game where he gets every laner's flash, almost double kills the bot lane, and the game's not even 10 minutes. Uh, what, like, what, some of the best jungling I've seen in the world this year is, like, this, this version of Razork. It is really, really impressive. And what do you attribute that to versus, you know, Just, Razork always, knows, Razork al always wants to play this style. He's an, a, like, he's like a Kanavi style, like, player, where he understands how to actually play through all three and cover all three lanes. The only other player that really knows how to do it is a lawyer. Uh, but Razor is actually like a more refined version of a lawyer, but less consistent. Uh, Razor like knows like the big picture, but the actual like minutia of how to like execute in it is where his failings are. Um, and he sometimes over engages. Like Razor's really bad for over engaging situation. He's not got a very good um, engage sense. But the rest of his game is top tier in almost every position right now. Uh, you were saying about the bot lane. I think the bot lane is overrated a little bit. But but he's got a 73 KDA, Kira. No, can you believe it? No, it's overrated in like the sense of like how good a bot lane... Like, like how good... How, how to describe that? How bad, by the way, are most bot lanes in the league right now? Yeah, is what but I basically, they are. They, they, it's really good to see Trimby and Noah be this good, but you've seen them a little bit against. I think it was against Mickey X Hansama. The only um, where, like, bot lane. Yeah, and that was the that was the Lushinami game where they got they got two v two killed because they miscommed and stuff like that. And that's the standard of bot lane that they've got to beat to be the elite team. I think they are very very good. But I people have given them the crown. I would want to see more like depth of play. What happens when you increase the ADC bands or mm. you know a pinch the support pool? Trimby's got like you know large support pool. I think Trimby's addition to the team was way more important in my opinion than yes. Noah's. Though if you look at Noah's gameplay in Ultra Liga, it was Ultra Liga. It was Ultra. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh... He played in. Oh, God. Oh, go check for me. Yeah. Go check. I think it was. Just, I don't think anyone would have expected them to be this good going to ADC. Uh, zero tenacity, yeah, so that's Ultra League. Yeah, so he. Um, I, I don't think anyone would have expected them to be this good uh, going to LEC. He's. Uh, he doesn't make that many. He was really good in the UM, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he doesn't make that many like mechanical like mistakes. The one thing I would say about him is he has not shown. Like the Karzai, fucking Jackie Love Guma, like go get yourself killed to win the like game kind of like instinct. But has he really been called upon to do that yet? You know how many opportunities, how many games have actually reached that point where that that like killer instinct has been called upon? I mean, basically really. they got completely stomped by G two, and there was never a comeback chance in that, and then their wins have been pretty yeah. stompy. So the, the the one player I would like to highlight on this team is actually Oscar. Now I actually don't I, I'm I don't really watch that much other content anymore. I don't know Reddit like that, so everyone can tell me in the content. I genuinely think outside of like LDL, 
and some of LDL and like LTK who have got like some rising stars. Oscar might be the best rookie I've seen in a long time. Just mechanics, Oscar is off the rails. Like in terms of being skilled, I, I actually can't believe how good he is mechanically as a top laner. He is nuts. Like if you actually go watch all his games, he is really fucking insane. But like mechanically, and then he has like nuts, like engage like angles and like dive angles for like disrupting backline and getting on top of each other. Yeah, he had that like fucked up Malphite game that contributed towards um the loss against G two, but I've he's probably like my one of my favorite like people to like watch because I did not think there would be a player this good in ERLs. Mm. I mean, I'm definitely not going to co-sign that one. I think Oscar's good. Oscar's someone who I followed his career for quite a long time when he was um, in Fnatic in LVP. And he, like quite a few players on that team, had a really good purple patch. Uh, he was also really good on G2 Arctic, where they signed him from before then. But he did... Uh, regress a lot in, I believe, the summer split, what would have been the summer split of last year. So he was coming into LEC off the back of a bad split. And then his debut performances, plural, let's say, were obviously really rough. I mean, his first ever game in LEC was against Oddo, I think, and he got, like, solo killed a couple of times, and then it... Yeah, like, he he does he, make, he, like, he doesn't make blending but, blunders. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, obviously he's ramped up in confidence and in his play in general and all the rest of it. I I don't... I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed by Oscar in terms of the fact that how he ended his tenure in LVP and how he started in LEC, I just assumed he probably just was never going to make it, I guess, in that sense. And he's definitely improved a lot, and I do think he's decent. But I don't... I'll, I, he's not special yet to me. Like, he's fine. He's an all right top right, player. Put it this way, right? Like, you go through, right? Okay, uh, just to highlight. It isn't, like, a high bar, and I'm only talking about, like, mechanics. In League of Legends, mechanics is actually not that much of your game. But, like, be actually being mechanically, like, proficient is actually, like, um, so, like stand out so is somewhat of like a blessing but like Finn bought Odo good to like okay-ish mechanics most of his like refinement is like is like done Oscar Innan I think is the best BB can be good but he's really dicey makes a lot of mechanical errors but actually does attempt to execute Segenda would be like the next one but even then I mean I would say Photon Segenda Photon's the only one I'm going to get to that it's basically just Photon because it's definitely not Chasey irrelevant Adam or Evi so it's just Photon and Photon is just I know like, it also depends I'm not going to get into the weeds on this it also depends on your definition of mechanics because I could definitely say on certain champions Adam undoubtedly has the best mechanics right because he understands certain matchups way beyond other people because he's Fucking yeah, but I'm just talking about like go look at like Oscar Innan's like inputs on like a Cassandra fight, like how often he like inputs the buttons in like the correct order to like maximize like damage reduction, reaction with flash, who uses like the knockup in, what direction the knockup's going in to have the highest probability of hitting someone through like the arc or based on where they're standing, like. A lot of it's really, really good. Like that one v one he has against Chasey, where he ults Chasey, but Chasey gets the um, thingy hammer, the Jace hammer back into the turret. Like if Chasey doesn't do that, Oscar and just annihilates him, and he still gets a kill. Like Chasey done the best possible thing he can do, and Oscar and still killed him. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's. I think he. I think that's something I'd like to highlight for me personally. But sure. what I've seen in them, anyway. Uh, so yeah, last thing on Fnatic, which I have to talk about, uh, and again, put in some historical context. Uh, and I am wearing, you know, my uh, not a Koi jersey. I'm wearing a Rogue jersey, right, in honor of the last uh, team that was actually semi-competent uh, under that organization. And I have to ask you, Kira, is the Advian for fucking uh, Trimby trade? I'm going to rephrase it a little bit, actually, because obviously there aren't many pure trades that happen in League of Legends. Can you remember a worse voluntary downgrade than this? No, we were, we were talking about that. Like, it's only up there with, like, you know, like, um, uh, like, Caps going to, like, that wasn't, like, there's nothing you can do yeah, no, it's not about not voluntary, that. Yeah. yeah, it's not voluntary. So, but it's, not, it's that, like, it's not that level, but there's not many that are worse than it. Like, the SK Gaming guys kicking for Given for Candy Panda because they thought they would be a better team and then getting relegated. Yeah, that's what happened to them, didn't it? They like almost they won the split. They finished first in regular yeah. season and then got to semis. Yeah. Then decided that for Given was too toxic, kicked them and got Candy Panda back and then instantly got relegated. Is that the order of events yeah, for SK yeah, Gaming? That's... That that's the tier that it's on. That's what we're at. That's it's on it's in that area. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I'm just mind blown. Obviously, another one you can point to, but it's not fair or as bad in the sense that you know, obviously, kicking Oddo is what sort of started the walls crumbling. Oh, that's teams. That's teams. Fucking is. A, I think again is a decent player. He just doesn't really fit the team. I think Advian once upon a time, like I think there have been moments where he's been like LEC level, but like at this moment in time, even that's borderline. And Trimby was an elite support in the region but, so it's bizarre the thing about this right i know that the, all the fucked up shit there is a version of rogue that could actually realize malrang is shit at league of legends right and they actually just go and get yankos the person it's too, who is it's most, too late though it's too, it, this is the no, thing no. Yeah, but there's a version, a timeline of humanity. Oh, right, yeah, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, where where they could have had Yankos, so the best jungler at playing around, like, winning lane states, right? And you would have had Odo Larson, Trimby Comp, right, with Yankos. Rather than Malrang, who doesn't know anything about lane states and is literally just a fucking, like, getting a deck of cards and just doing that with it. Like, you'd actually have Yankos. That or... could have been the team. And instead, we now have Zagenda, Malrang, Larson, Comp, Advian. <laughs> yeah, this was... Also, for people who don't know, it's always the heavily, 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 heavily rumoured thing that this was definitely going to be Alyoya's last year on Mad, no matter what. Um, this whole thing of like negotiating with G2 and blah, blah, blah was like... He kind of wanted to leave, but, you know, he's under contract, right? You can't just leave. Then so be it. Stay another year, whatever. He's now won a title again this year on MAD. And he must be looking at Koi now, who were the team who were, like, favoured when he became a free agent, right? To just slot into that team. It's like, fuck no, am I going to Koi? Why the fuck would he go to Koi now? Imagine if they just yeah, kept Dodo and Trimby, yeah. and then you switch out Malrang for Oyoya, and you have one of the best lineups in, like, the last however long in fucking in the I, West. I, if, I, if I could literally sit in a hall with European players, I would explain to them, like, I would literally reach into their hearts, your time is limited. There is no guarantee good players that you want to play with are going to be good in series of yes. years. So, like, Aloya missed out playing with 
Koi this year. There's nothing to say that, like, yes, on paper, like, Odoamne Larson sounds amazing, but Larson could have, like, massive regression. I've, I've seen it happen before. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. He's one of my favourite players. But the players in Europe, and it's a thing I think Perks needed to realise, right? But Perks is a little bit different because he's basically done everything in League of Legends except win Worlds. So he's kind of got the pedigree to kind of do what the fuck he wants, right? But the, the only thing Perks had left to do was win Worlds. There was not a version of a team that played Perks mid lane that was going to win Worlds. That was, imagine, because the standard is you have to beat GDG. Yeah. Right. Knight would fucking annihilate. Knight literally takes the best players in the world to Browntown on a regular basis, right? And you, your version is to stick Perks and Perks and lane from someone. Knight has the complete same champion pool as plus like ten more in his back pocket. That's your idea of like winning. It was never going to happen. So people like Perks, if they wanted to, need to realise like, yeah, I've got to be like a support or role change to jungle or something. All these players who are really good right now in LEC need to realise that if they actually want to meaningfully win something, you've, you're going to have to start forming the good teams now. These years that we've spent of teams just having, like, that Larson wasted another a year of his career. It's yeah. absolutely wasted because he co-signed, he stuck himself with like, I don't know what he did, but like he play, ended up playing with Malrang and that again. Pimby managed to get off the ship ASAP, but he's only on like a one year at uh, Fnatic. So Fnatic's going to have to like fucking sort out their entire team again at the end of this one. The only team that's actually like, has got real hard decisions of making a, wor like not world winning, but a contending lineup of like, could do something, is G2. Yeah. And we've seen G2 at MSI. And it was just like, we're literally just praying that Caps gets good. That's what we're, we're building a shrine and hoping to God that we get a version of G2 where Caps well, is an that's, that's the thing, right? Like that, that is the point that sums up your entire perspective, which is even Caps yeah. being good is yeah. a guarantee. Like, yeah, which you, was a guarantee all its yeah. fear. It's, at the first episode we done with Nymira, I literally put G2 one and I said, never bet against Caps until proven otherwise, right? Yeah. Well, here we, we are go. We are now a... Uh, Three splits in, and Caps has not been an elite god-tier mid laner for any of them. In fact, here's a here's a hot take for you. I have reevaluated, like, because I used to get triggered when people would say, like, oh, Caps is the Western GOAT, blah, 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 because I always felt that when you actually really looked at their careers and pitted them against each other, that Perks' career was is just superior. Like, Caps has the higher... Oh, has the higher... Like, if you said any moment in time, like, who is the closest to being the best mid in the world or the best player in the world caps would win that right there's no been... i actually think it's perks oh really okay well yeah enough. yeah who's the best player that like caps has dominated in a series showmaker rookie yeah. showmaker yeah rookie showmaker because he didn't beat like smash rookie yeah, yeah. He, he lost his scout at season one i've had this conversation with so many people it's actually uh perks go watch msi season seven perks takes faker to brown town and lane he that solo kills true, him yeah. almost every single lane perks was unironically one of the best players in the world he just wasn't on the best team people just don't want to acknowledge that, that is fact. a long forgotten like, series yeah to be perks fair. could have been the mid laner for skt in that series and he would have been the msi champion mm. like he could have done that like I was watching him just annihilate Faker in some of those games. But no, my, my what I was going to pivot to is for me now it's neither of them. It's Yankos. I mean, Yankos is just wins on longevity. Yeah, but and Yankos has also a the problem is is neither Perks or Caps has a candidate of being the goat of their role. No, where Yankos most true. likely is actually will 
maybe has got the best candidacy for being the goat of his role because he has like two years as first or second best jungler. He has he's been amazing since season five. Like he's, he's never been... he's never chucked in that conversation though. It's always just kept I, th- I think he's caps. The... Yeah, yeah, but I think he's like the the only problem is, and this is a big indictment of Yanko's, when he was um he was never like He's very rarely like the best like Western player, apart from the fact when he was on the G two team he won the MVPs, and then like every single person and their uncle thought a different G two player was like the best player. But I actually think for his role he is the closest to overall goat status. Oh yeah, for his role. But yeah, 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 it's kind of that. That's kind of yeah, apples to oranges because jungle. I mean. There are less the god tier really... legends in jungle than mid lane, for example. Like just yeah, like... and also the other junglers like don't have the longevity, yeah, and the player that does have the longevity and score and pro- scores problem is he couldn't get to international events. Yeah, and the, yeah, well, exactly. And it's like if you had if the equivalent in mid was like dandy, then perks or caps would be the best ever mid. You know, if that was their eastern competition, because the guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly because the guy years. was great. Too good <laughs> so... to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, but I I think even if we take out like their sort of if we just say relative to their Western peers and their yeah. achievements in that context, I think for me Yankos is now the best. I think I, I could going to a bad I, team and doing what he's done on Heretics, I think, is fucking insane as well. And to me, I think people will unfairly wreck on it, but I think you can also fairly accurately go back and wreck on the last few years of. Or a couple of years of perks and some of his performances um and sort of re-analyze those and how much like when he was getting mvp shouts and stuff which is obviously something i never subscribed to um i think there was so because there was such an anti-perks narrative that every time in a bad game people were saying he's washed i felt like the people supporting him went too far the other way and discounted like the bad games he was having and i feel like this guy is like 30 percent bad games every split guaranteed now you know Whereas sometimes more obviously, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of it comes down to like like uh, people being uh, too binary about how they describe like players. Like if you actually like flesh out uh, like a coherent discussion about like a player, you actually end up like a better picture. Like where you talk about all the things that they do like well, but you like don't like generalize it. You know what I mean? Um, for example, uh, people will just say like, oh. Caps has like got g- good laning, or it, like Caps just gets to have good laning. Yeah. Really, like for like the standard of player who Caps is, his laning isn't actually that good. Like no. it's actually probably like his worst stats. But people will just like spitball it to you as like a nothing. The people with like the best laning in Europe are actually like Humanoid and Larson. And oh, yeah. like and before Not that, close. it was like Perks. Like Perks was way when they were like fighting each other. Perks was way better at laning overall than like Caps. Caps is like, when Caps was like at his absolute best. His laning or his prowess in lane was much more so that he was perpetually a threat and he was insanely good at working out if he had lethal on you or not. Which is yeah, not yeah, yeah, really yeah. laning. That's just yeah, yeah, like... really good damage, like damage, like uh, yeah. foresight and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, one like one little thing I would like to add, quickly ask you about because we never really spoke about it at all. Uh, I know like they're kind of like a middling team, but I just wanted to know it. What do you think about this? Just team heretics in general because there's a couple of players on it that we've got like a lot to say about because you've now got the Vithio with Yanko and you've also got Flat. Has Flat saved another org, Rich? Another org has been saved by the flat. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So here's my take on heretics. I'll just go player go by player. Ebby's still really bad at League of Legends. 
he's just really yeah. really really bad at league of legends yeah, okay. i'm sorry yan Koso, he's just the goat he's just still really good great whatever vito i think he's been pretty shit honestly he's had games where he's been good like maybe i'm being a bit harsh but i guess because some of that is pushback as well on people saying he's played really well in games right i think he's actually played that well and he's had a couple of horror games i think he's whatever he just doesn't look like the player that we all hoped he would become consistently i guess is my biggest gripe with him um and then <sighs> flacked he's been quite good he's been yep. quite good like and by the way i think that is the correct description quite good i think he's been quite good and again that's in the context of lec and lec has lots of very good ad carry players so when i say he's been quite good that is a compliment but no that so is funny i've never watched like get a, a flat pro view before oh sorry right? mercer's shit by the way like i'm sorry well we at least we agree on that he's just bad but yeah go on um i i never watched like uh, flats pro view and i went and watched the stream now streams do not always correlate to how people control their characters on uh on stage i know this very well but my god i could not believe just like how fucking pedestrian this guy's like mechanics are like they're just fucking nothing i was like i couldn't say anything about them i was just like this flat literally just like Play Draven and just like make like the most like like conservative like elo like mate. He's he is that. he's the vanilla ice cream of yeah. AD Carry, mate. He's the certus from fucking last split or whatever of AD Carry. Like he's just. But I can't like wrap my I can't like wrap my head around it because like I I see in the game right okay he's never actually doing anything like that like insane but he's not ever really like forced to like. I, was, I remember going back and watching some of the G2 playoff games when he's on, like, Zaya. I remember he, like, leaps in the air as Zaya and he pulls all the the feathers through, like, the enemy team. And every time I watch, it looks sick. But when I watch it, I was like, if he hadn't done that, it's like, like, that was the only thing to do. Like, pressing R there, like, if I was to, like, put you at the computer there, right, you would be, like, Creamy Moses, like, fucking, like, let me click E on all these feathers and pull them all in, like, it's gonna be sick. Like, you'd be sitting dying to do it. I was just like, he is just, like, so, like, average. But I think it's his, his like, average ally, but, like, He's very like, consistent. Yeah, like his he, floor's so high. Yeah, but like not high in terms of like his floors like, are seven and his ceilings like a seven point five. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's that what, again, that, that's in the context of LEC AD carry. So that's like not a bad thing by any stretch. One, the one thing I think you can criticize him for historically, and to be fair, I haven't like been laser focused on this aspect of him so far this split. He, I think you could criticize him um for maximizing damage output in fights historically i feel like yeah, sometimes yeah i feel like sometimes he's just not i feel like he knows what the op the optimal pixel perfect position is but he's a little bit conservative and doesn't always output as much damage as he could he's not Kazi, let's put it that way he is not Kazi. um but he yeah he, he's definitely not bad and he's probably not going to get nuked at the start of the fight like, he's probably going to be alive at the business end of a fight and either he fucking wins or enemy ADC wins or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend. Like, obviously, it's fun to fucking banter him and write shit when, uh, you know, it's, it's just a fun narrative, right? But to be fair, if you actually look at the things I've said about Flax over the... Just go, just go on advanced Twitter, put in my fucking uh, Twitter handle and type in Flax. 
I've actually put... It's pretty balanced, to be fair. I've praised him when he's been praised. And no, I'm not going to write a fucking flacked review after the end of every game. That's something that fucking uh, people don't get as well. They feel like when he plays well, they're like, where's the tweet? Where's the tweet? It's like, dude, I don't tweet about every player after every fucking game. I tweet about whatever the fuck I want when I want. And (laughs) if I think it's funny to rack on flack, then I'll do it. If I think... You know, it's been a while since I've said something nice about him and he did play legitimately well. I might tweet about that as well, or I might not. So it doesn't have to be balanced, you know, it really doesn't. But if you go back and check, I do actually say lots of nice things about him historically. He's just he's just a good AD carry, isn't he? He's not special. Even when I did that list, by the way, that was obviously done to highlight how I thought it was a really weird choice. But that wasn't me saying he was bad. Every single AD carry on that list, <coughs> apart from maybe X-Mate, is actually good AD carry. Like, they just are. And even though I joked then, X-Mate in LFL or whatever can be a decent AD carry. Not recently, particularly. But, uh... It was, a take, it, was, it was a take off its period, you know. Yeah. So like when you go when you go back and you read like some of like the historical views on like <laughs> like what al- the alchemical like how alchemical things work, you know. What I mean, it was like it was off its time, people. Mate, you know? half the off- mate, at least half the names on there still apply. Like, okay, people like fucking Hans Sammers on that list. I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> there's still names on there that are applicable. You know, it's like it was a okay. it, it was a it was a great take. Anyway, take. we'll leave it there. That was a great take. Uh, so yeah, that'll be it for this week, guys. Uh, next week we will actually. I was about to say who's going to be on next week. I won't do that because you know they might cancel again. So who knows? Anyway, thanks all for watching, and uh, see you next time. <laughs>